Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Most days, SWX Montana Television, but I'm watching a little game up here on the TV that's uh, from my old stomping grounds. This looks like a Washington State High School basketball tournament game. I believe it's a 1A game. Uh, it's Chief Leish versus Adna. So if you're trying to tune in. I guess you're probably not hearing me on SWX, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but if by chance you were planning on listening on the radio and then driving home and watching on TV, I know some people do that. We're not on, on SWX today, but if you want to see me or see us, you can always do it on YouTube. You can also always stream the show on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Just click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. You can use your various mobile platforms and cell phones and tablets and all that sort of stuff. Ton to get to today. First Wednesday, post-anniversary celebration, but we're not quite done with it. Just one chance to win wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill today, as opposed to 10 each of the last four Wednesdays. Appreciate everybody that called in, texted in. Congratulations to all of our winners, but particularly, thank you so much to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. What an awesome 
giveaway they provided for all of you. And uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be fulfilling those free wings coupons for like a year because we gave away like a hundred of them over the last month or so. So uh, congratulations to everybody that won, and thank you so much to Brian, the uh, king of wings, and uh, everybody down there at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Ton to get to today here on a Wednesday. First of all, history made last night in Bozeman. The Montana State men's basketball team had an opportunity to sew up their first Big Sky Conference championship in 20 years, and they did it in resounding fashion. They pounded Southern Utah 69-53, and the Bobcats now 14 league victories, 22 wins overall, objectively one of the great seasons in the history of their program already, and they cut down the nets in Bozeman last night. They still have an opportunity to win the championship outright, If they win either of the next two games, they have Sacramento State in Bozeman on Thursday and Northern Colorado on Saturday. But at least they share the Big Sky title for Montana State for the first time since 2002. So we'll get things started with Danny Sprinkle. Usually we talk to Coach Sprinks on Tuesday, but uh, I wanted to let him have focus on his game day as well as win or lose. I just wanted to have him on the show to recap whatever happened last night, and it was a big Bobcat victory. Have no fear, Grizz fans. We'll also hear from Travis DeCure. We've been doing our Grizz Star of the Week each Wednesday, and uh, we've had pretty much every guy on the team on the show so far. So, figure we go to the main man. Sat down with Coach DeCure in his office. That was the first time I've been in his office in a couple years, and it was wonderful to be in there. Um, coaches' offices are cool, and a lot of times they're relics. They, they have relics of history. They're sort of mini-museums. But Travis DeCure's is particularly cool because he... He particularly really loves the history of the University of Montana as one of only two guys coaching at his alma mater in the Big Sky, along with Danny Sprinkle. How about that? Coach DeCure has so many cool things in his office. He has framed photos of all-time great players with their statistical accomplishments. He has all sorts of Big Sky Conference trophies and awards, and he's got some sweet throwback jerseys. It's a cool place. So anyways, it was good to be down there with Coach TD. And we'll hear from him about 4.30. We also do have one dozen wings for you here today. So we'll do that about 4.45. So stay tuned for that. Wing Wednesday presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. we got 12 wings to the best wing spot in the Garden City. And we'll also give you a little history lesson as well. So stay tuned for that. Hour number two. Man, I have been waiting for this for far too long. Our 10th anniversary celebration not only included a bunch of wings, but also included interviews with some of the founding fathers of ESPN Missoula. We heard from Tucker Sargent, who's the former co-host of this show. We heard from Ryan Tutel, who was the first primary host of this thing and the guy who brought me on as well. We heard from Dave Cowan, longtime general manager here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. And today, we hear from the dude who makes it all happen. I know there's a lot of different people out there listening from a variety of different professions, workplaces. You know that person that you work with where if you didn't have this guy, nobody else would have a job. <laughs> it's not necessarily your boss. It's the guy who makes everything else go around. That's Tommy Evans here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. You're probably most familiar with him as a personality on the trail, 103.3, but he is also the head engineer here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, the on and off but primary producer of this show and uh, pretty much everything I know about the ins and outs, logistics, and technology of radio, he taught me. Everything our producers know, he taught them. I mean, 
let's be honest, we couldn't even turn the board on correctly if it wasn't for Tommy. Yesterday, Jeff and I were cutting ads into the wrong mic. Until <laughs> Tommy was like, no, guys, we don't have a tech issue. You guys just need to figure out which freaking mic to turn on correctly. So, anyways, Tommy will join us at the top of the hour. Very special ESPN roundtable to book in and uh, solidify and finalize our 10th anniversary here at ESPN Missoula. And 5.30... We'll hear from our good friend, Alex Eshelman. I actually got to spend a couple days with her this last weekend in Bozeman, covering Big Sky Indoor Track. It's very fun to see her. She also celebrated a birthday recently as well, so we'll give her a good happy birthday. And, of course, we'll talk about that paramount victory for MSU last night. So double it up on the Montana State Minute today. There you go. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team of Windermere Real Estate. We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can visit NWMS Rocks for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport. Last night, great bounce-back victory for Montana State. And Xavier Bishop, he's a sixth-year senior. He's the best point guard in the league, in my personal opinion. And he is playing like a dude who knows that his time playing college hoops is winding down. Even with Montana drilling Montana State in Missoula on Sunday, Bishop refused to lose. He scored 14 of his point, 14 of his 27 against the Grizzlies in the final six minutes of that game. And last night, he had 16 of his 18 second-half points in the last seven minutes of the game. He finishes with a career-high 28 on 9 of 14 shooting. If you've never seen him, he's the shortest player I've ever covered. He's five foot six, five foot seven. He is objectively listed as, but also probably even generously listed at whatever he is listed at. He's the shortest player in the league right now. I think he's the shortest player I've ever covered in the Big Sky Conference on the basketball court. And he plays so far above his head. It is so impressive. His acrobatic finishes, his ability to get into the lane, his competitiveness. He's added a pretty consistent mid-range jump shot too and he's so fast off the dribble that when he can stop on a dime and hit that shot he's a he's a pretty special young man too I mean he has so much confidence in the way he carries himself the way he leads the Bobcats they're lucky to have him and they're lucky he came back for his final year a sixth and final year a COVID year an extra year and that's sort of the story of this MSU team they have several guys in that position from Bishop to Amanadamu who's in his fifth year, to Abdul Muhammad, who was once upon a time a grad transfer from North Texas, who then ended up getting another grad transfer year this last year, and uh, on down the roster. And it's a heck of a job by Danny Sprinkle. I think that he is the coach of the year in the Big Sky Conference. I think there's a lot of people in the league that agree with me. And for all of the different things we analyze in the Big Sky Conference, I really didn't know what the possibility or even realistic nature of Montana State ever being an actual Big Sky Conference champion in basketball. They've sort of been stuck in this same spot. Fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere in there. Can't get over the hump against their in-state rival. Most of the time can't get over the hump against Weber State. Most of the time can't get over the hump against Eastern Washington. And then, like, on par with everybody else. But what does that even mean? And Danny Sprinkle's done a phenomenal job. The way that he operates from sort of his new age style and his ability to relate to his players, but also his old school demeanor and how hard he can be on his players 
I think the fact that he's so consistent and so authentic in the way that he operates with his team, it makes it so that when he pats you on the back, it seems real. When he gives you a attaboy, it seems real. And when he rips your head off and says, you got to be tougher, that seems real too. And so I, I've been very, very impressed with Coach Sprinkle. When he was first in the mix to get that job, I was wondering, okay, are they just going with the, the obvious choice, the one that's going to appease the boosters, the one that people know because Sprinkle was an all-time great Bobcat player. And he has put those notions completely to rest. The fact that they – I thought they would win. If, if they were to turn the corner, I thought their formula f- for winning – at Montana State would be to run a gun and shoot the lights out and shoot a bunch of threes. And they're good offensively. They definitely are. They do play a a fast pace. But the reason they're the Big Sky champions is they're tough. They're one of the toughest teams in the league. And that's the defining factor, and that's not been a defining factor at Montana State for most of the last 20 years. Fun catching up with Coach Sprinks this morning. Following his team's 69-53 69-53 victory over Southern Utah, the Montana State men's basketball team, the at least co-champion and opportunity to be outright champion of the Big Sky Conference for the first time in 20 years. Happy now for the last Montana State minute with Danny Sprinkle of the regular season here on Nuanas Now. And this is one like we've never done before. It's my 16th year covering the Big Sky Conference and my fifth year here at ESPN Radio. And never have we talked to a head coach of the Montana State men's basketball team that can say they are a Big Sky champion. But Montana State, a thorough effort Tuesday night, 69-53 over Southern Utah. And the Bobcats get to cut the nets down at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse after their 14th Big Sky Conference victory. Coach, before we get into all the details, we must say a hearty congratulations to you and your team. What an effort by you guys. Must feel pretty good to be on ESPN Radio as a Big Sky champion yeah no i i thank you you know i appreciate you and, and the way you cover the big sky and, and our program and you know i mean what a tremendous effort a tremendous atmosphere and first off happy for our players you know and then and obviously you know bobcat nation our you know the community of bozeman i know how much it means to you know college towns like ours you know and uh you know our fans deserved it and you know but now it's it's back to reality you know we got we got two games left and we have sacramento state is one of the hottest teams in the league you know, coming into our place tomorrow. So we got to we gotta get over this one quickly and, and get back on the horse and be ready to go tomorrow night. We have experience getting over stuff quickly because your team played in Missoula on Sunday afternoon, and I know, knowing you a little bit like I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years here, I could tell you, not just by your words, but just by just reading your energy, that you were unhappy with your team on Sunday night. And I, I know you reemphasized that in the postgame press yeah. conference last night. But coming off of a rivalry loss, you must be very proud of the response by your players. How were you guys able to do it? I mean, what sort of things did you guys do as coaches? But also, what did you think of the players just being able to sort of bury that loss to the Grizzlies and come out with a great effort against Sunday? Utah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was more disappointed in our our effort and our competitiveness, you know, for the first 30 minutes of that game. You know, and like I said, even in the post game, you know, I, you have to give credit to, you know, Coach DeKeer and his players. You know, they, they made us play like that. Like, their aggressiveness and their pace, you know, they really got to us, and, and we, ne- we never recovered. And so, you know, we had a we had a we had a nice little team meeting when we got back. You know, when we got off the bus, I called the team into the, into the locker room and, and brought them out onto the court. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that we got over it quickly. I wanted to be stern, but I also wanted to, you know, to give them some hope. And I showed them the banner. You know, we only have three teams that have, you know, they've won championships. And I showed them that banner. And and I said, hey, Tuesday night, regardless what happens, you have a chance to leave a legacy. And I I took them out there. I I showed them the piece of the net that I had from 96 and let them all hold it. And I said, this is what you have a chance to do, you know, and get your name up there. You can come back 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. And you'll always remember this team if you take care of business on Tuesday night.
And, uh, you know, so we kind of ended a little bit on a positive, you know, but they, they obviously knew, they, they knew we, our effort wasn't where it needed to be and our, you know, our attention to detail wasn't where it needed to be on Sunday. And, and, it, and it was last night. And uh, hopefully going forward, you know, we don't have any more games like that. Dave Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. MSU defeats Southern Utah Tuesday night, 69-53, to secure at least a share of their first Big Sky Conference championship in 20 years. And, Coach, one thing that I've been emphasizing just so often on this show is just a reverence for history and how important it is in our society. I, I found this book about sports legends of the first half of the 20th century, so I've been reading a chapter to the listeners uh, from time to time to try to remind people about all the great athletes in America from pre-1950, guys that we may not remember. And I've been studying this from a variety of different angles through the premise of the famous George Orwell line, which is, the man who controls the past controls the future, and the man who controls the present controls the past. And that's the that's the impetus of history within our society. But Montana State is an institution, not just an athletic department, that's steeped in so much history. And I think that because of so many great figures there at MSU, including Bill Lamberty, the longtime sports information director, who is, in his essence, a historian, and Tom Schultz, who's also been yep. there for 35-plus years, those guys do such a great job of reemphasizing that history. But you are a Montana State alum. You're a guy that bleeds blue and gold. So what what is the challenge and what is the importance of making sure that history is uh, instilled in your players, that they do sort of re- recognize what came before them? Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about it, you know, quite a bit. You know, I mean, I share messages that I get from, you know, from former players. Uh, you know, I always welcome them to practice. You know, fans like our six-man club, I want them at practice. You know, and our, our guys can feel how important they are to the community and, and how important Bobcat basketball is here. Um, you know, I want them to know that there's always eyes watching them. You know, from Coach Starner to Coach Durham. Uh, you know, I mean, all those guys, like, they watch every one of our games. You know, Coach Starner is still at a ton of practices, you know, and they have an immense amount of pride in how we play, how we act, and, and in Bobcat basketball. And, and I want our guys to know, too, when they're done here, they're going to be following the players that are, pl- that are going to be playing in the future. And the legacy that they leave, you know, that's, that's what's going to carry on. That's, that's the tradition that, you know, I want to make sure that they know about. Well, one guy who is certainly etching his legacy in his final years of Bobcat is Xavier Bishop. He was so good in Missoula on Sunday despite the loss, and he was unbelievable last night. Every single time Southern Utah tried to mount a run, Xavier Bishop would make a play, whether it was a a driving dish or a pull-up jump shot or a play on defense or whatever it might be. He finishes with 28 points on 9 of 14 shooting. And Coach, you must be so proud and so pleased with the fact that you got a senior point guard who came back for his sixth year of college basketball that's really making the most of his opportunity. No, and and you've you've gotten to know him a little bit. I mean, he's he's such a a wonderful kid. And, uh, you know, last night, like, he just had a look in his eye. Like, he just – he wasn't going to let us lose. You know, and I I literally – I saw it in the first 10 minutes of the game. And I was like, this little joker, like, we're not losing tonight. He's not going to allow it. And, uh, you know, and he he just didn't. Like you said, every time they mounted a run, he answered it. And uh, we had some other guys, you know, struggled a little bit offensively last night. You know, we had some good looks. You know, our post guys didn't – we didn't score it great you know, in the post and, but he just took it over, you know, he took it over. And then obviously we had, you know, we had some tremendous defensive plays down the stretch too, that, you know, that helped. And he had a couple long rebounds that, you know, he snatched up that are, that are critical when you're playing explosive offensive teams like Southern Utah. 
And this was such a unique circumstance, too, because you had three different guys that had the decision to make coming out of last year's run to the Big Sky Tournament Championship game if they were going to come back or not. And Amin Adamu and Xavier Bishop and Abdul Muhammad all decided that they were going to, which then sets up this foundation for this great season of success with 22 wins and 14 of them in the Big Sky. So uh, just those guys deciding to come back and sort of maximizing this thing cumulatively, that also must give you great pride. Well, it, it does because it shows, and like they they wanted to come back. It wasn't like I had to be like, hey, you know, do you guys want to come back? Are you looking? They they were like begging to come back, you know. And especially after you know the run we made last year in the tournament, like they they wanted more, you know. They 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 want to get to that NCAA tournament and uh, their leadership and and you know them helping you know develop the culture that we have here right now. You know, I mean, it's because of guys, you know, those three and, you know, Jabril and even the past, but Harold Frey, Layden Ray, like Devin Kirk, like that's, those are the guys that have created the standard that we kind of have here uh, that's going to carry on for a long time. Danny Sprinkle joining us here on ESPN Radio. It's our Montana State Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply, as well as Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor and coach. For all of the celebration and the net cutting and all that stuff, it's a wonderful time and a a great time, especially at Montana State with all the success the athletic department is having across the board. But as you mentioned earlier, the task is not finished. You, in fact, have two regular season home games left and the Big Sky Tournament on the horizon. So first, let's start with this upcoming weekend. you got Sac State in Bozeman on Thursday and the Northern Colorado coming to town on Saturday. How do you keep your guys hungry? How do you keep them motivated? And what is out there still to earn for Montana State, even even though you have the uh, share of the Big Sky title already yeah i mean what's out there is you know not sharing it you know i mean get you know getting getting a little greedy you know getting the outright championship we got to win one more game to do that uh at least but you know with this group like we got to continue to get better like i want to win every game and uh and go into boise you know playing our best basketball and because we know everybody's seen the big sky this year it it doesn't matter what your seed is you know it doesn't matter who you play in the first round you know everybody matches up with everybody this year and it's it's going to be an unbelievable tournament but you know we we have to you know like my motto you know hey enjoy last night till midnight but rent's due today you know and uh sac state doesn't care that we cut down nets last night you know they're they're going to try to whip whip our tails and so and like i said they're playing terrific right now and we we've got to We've got to come out and and, uh, and play play disciplined, solid basketball tomorrow night. What has helped Sac State turn the corner? Because they were sort of the one team that was just sitting there at the bottom of the league standings, but then all of a sudden they opened everybody's eyes by destroying Idaho, I think, about 10 days ago, and then they've won three straight yep. since then. So what's been the turning point for Sac State? You know, they, they uh, like they have the last 10, 15 years, even since Coach Katz was there, like they, they play a physical brand of basketball. They don't turn the basketball over. You know, you you have to beat them. You know, and if you if you don't you don't make shots, like you're you're going to be in a world of hurt. You know, they have you know Fowler, who you know I think is one of the best top two or three players in this league. You know, he's that good. And uh, you know, shooters Fitzpatrick, and then they have a bunch of guys that just know their role. They're just tough guys that you know they can all go for ten or twelve points, and they all rebound the basketball. And and you know, it's only a matter of time. Like Idaho, you know, Idaho can really score the ball, but like those teams right now that you know are so called you know just at the bottom of the standings they're a couple possessions away from being, you know, towards the top in the middle of the standings. And so, you know, it's, it's, we've said it before in this show, you know, Randy Ray and coach Kier said, you know, this is the best the big sky has been in the last 15, 20 years, you know, from top to bottom talent wise. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no nights off. I was just with 
Travis DeCure, the head coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team, and he was sort of putting a, a rough handicap on it. He said, I think it, there's every single team in the league could win one or even two games of this tournament. I think there's realistically seven or even eight title contenders, teams that could make runs through the tournament. So on that note, though, Coach, then how important is it to be playing well going into the tournament and also ensure that you have one of those first-round buys, which you guys do, but how important is the buy because this league is so wide open this year when the tournament uh, is on the horizon? I mean, the buy is probably the most critical thing. It is every year, but probably this year more than any, you know, because those teams that have to play the first day, they're they're so matched up. Like, you know, they're just they're gonna beat each other up. Hopefully, that first game, you know, and then hopefully you're getting you know a team that you know is a little bit tired that second night. But you know, it, when it comes to tournament time, it's you can throw records out the window, you can throw point spreads out. It doesn't matter. You know, you have to just find a way to win that one game and then worry about who you're playing next because there's no you have no idea who you're going to play that second night. There's like we talked, there's going to be upsets and you know, you just have to control what you can control and just make sure your team's doing what they have to do. Last question for you. Then you have some tournament experience in Boise, but now you're going to have a target on your back. And for as great as the regular season championship is the validation all comes in the postseason tournament. So how do you help your guys navigate that element of it uh, mentally? And, and, and what is next for Montana state with the tournament on the horizon? Yeah, you know, I mean, our guys know that. I mean, obviously with, you know, with being able to play in the tournament last year, you know, I mean, our, our guys, they, they felt that gym. You know, they, they're they hungry. You know, I don't think we're, you know, we're not pleased with how we finished that game against Eastern last year. And so I think that can kind of be our motivational factor. And, you know, with having some experienced guys, uh, you know, from Jabril and X and Ahmed and Abdul, you know, I mean, they, they, they know what it's going to take. You know, they know how hard it is, and they know we have to take it one game at a time and, and stay in the present moment. He's Danny Sprinkle, recently anointed Big Sky Conference Championship Head Coach of the Montana State Bobcats. It's the Montana State Minute here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And Coach, appreciate the time today. As always, a big congratulations to you one more time, and thanks so much for being with us. We will see you next week in Boise. You got it. Thanks, man. Go Cats. Always appreciate you. So there you go, Danny Sprinkle. Montana State Hitman's basketball coach, recently anointed Big Sky Conference Champion. It's not an outright championship quite yet, though. And uh, it's an interesting dynamic, too, because winning the regular season in the Big Sky Conference used to come with a definitive award, or reward, I should say, of getting to host the conference tournament. That's no longer the case because it's a neutral site tournament. There's a variety of pros and a variety of cons to the move. But... As Andrew Houghton, our producer, and I were talking about yesterday, this is only the first step. When you're a program like Montana State, though, and you've only won three Big Sky title banners in your program's history, it's a bigger first step than it would be if you're like Montana and it was like your 14th or 15th banner. You were Weber State, and you have 20-plus banners. So there's different levels there. But more than anything, I guess what I'm getting at is if you win the league and you used to host the tournament and you didn't make it to the NCAA tournament, it would be a disappointment, but not as big of a disappointment as getting upset on a neutral court because then it sort of invalidates your entire season. I'm not saying it should. In my opinion, it actually does not. But who's been talking about Southern Utah this year all, all year long? Not very many people just in terms of recognizing them as the regular season Big Sky champs. People forget 
Eastern Washington had one of the better squads that the Big Sky has seen in the last 10 years. They didn't win the regular season, but they ran through the tournament. Montana State took out Southern Utah for Eastern, and then Eastern drilled the Grizz, drilled the Bobcats, and went dancing and took Kansas down the wire in the big dance. But, again, only the people internally will remember the regular season title these days. Granted, in Montana, there's a lot more people, quote-unquote, internally that care and so there will be a lot of uh, praise and adoration heaped upon this group already for this. But getting an outright championship would be a good thing if they can figure out how to win one of these next two games, which I, I, I do think that they will. And uh, really, though, it all comes down to the tournament. It all comes down to next week in Boise. And with the messed up structure of this league tournament, it all comes down to winning three games in three days. Here's the best scenario for Montana State. If they could beat Sac State on Thursday and be the outright champs, and then whatever happens on Saturday, if you, if it's not rolling along really well, throw the white, wave the white flag, throw the towel in, and save yourself for next week because that's the the silliest part about this Big Sky tournament format. If you, it doesn't matter if you're the one seed or the four seed, or, or maybe you upset one of the top five seeds to get into the semis. You got to win three games in three days. You got to win Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, period, no matter what. So, who can do that? That's what this tournament is going to come down to. That's what the Big Sky Conference's NCAA tournament bid on the men's side is going to come down to as well. Montana State has been among the best teams in the Big Sky. They've been the front runner for most of 2022, and now they have at least a share of the conference championship. The Montana Grizzlies started out 8-2 and in conference play. They've been up and down since then, but they really showed their prowess by drilling the Bobcats in Missoula on Sunday. How do they harness that? We'll hear from the man in charge. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. Montana 8th-year head coach Travis DeKeer joins us next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the first time in 20 years, the Montana State Bobcat men's basketball team is the champions of the Big Sky Conference. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. MSU bounced back from Sunday's rivalry loss in resounding fashion, racing to a 69-53 win over Southern Utah to secure at least a share of the Big Sky title with two games remaining in the regular season. Bobcat senior Xavier Bishop poured in 28 points. Senior slasher Amin Adamu added 13. And Jabril Bello scored 11 points to go with nine rebounds to help Montana State secure its first Big Sky banner 
Center since 2002. The Bobcats have only ever won three Big Sky regular season titles previously and have not been to the NCAA tournament since 1996. A win in either Thursday's game against Sac State or Saturday's game against Northern Colorado will give the Bobcats the outright Big Sky title and the top seed in next week's Big Sky tournament in Boise, Idaho. The Big Sky women's hoops, the final week of the regular season begins Wednesday because the Big Sky tournament on the women's side begins on Monday in Boise. The Lady Grizz continue their quest for a conference tournament seeding at Northern Colorado tonight, and Montana State looks to rebound from its loss to UM on Saturday with a game against Upstart Sac State. A win in Greeley would secure a first-round buyer for the Lady Grizz, while MSU is already locked into a buy and still in contention for a share of the Big Sky title with Idaho State. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. If I don't get some act right, I'ma have to act wild. Blunt in my left hand, drink in my right. Find my waistline, cause don't fight. Sucker free for life, so you better think twice. Alright, and get some act right. Right, I'm the type of player haters don't like. Snatching up your honey for some late night hype. It's not get slapped out of spite. My brother Brooks and I both do sales from time to time for our respective portions of our jobs during the the afternoons before we go here on ESPN Radio. And uh, so oftentimes we call each other to shoot the breeze. Our conversation today was all about what is actually the greatest hip-hop album of all time, and we kind of landed on this one. Chronic 2001, Dr. Dre. I know everybody's been thinking about it the last couple weeks after that epic halftime show. But uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better hip-hop album than that. Welcome back. New on is now. ESPN Radio. Also, most days, SWX Montana Television, but the Washington State 1B Championship from Spokane Veterans Memorial Arena is playing out right now. I'll tell you this. Montana has some great playoff formats, some great postseasons when it comes to high school sports. Some of the district individual tournaments at the smaller classifications for high school sports in Montana are great and also important because they bring a lot of people to towns that don't really have a lot of people in them. It's a little, you know, economic infusion, which is never a bad thing. But I'll tell you this. I haven't covered high school sports in Washington for two years before I moved back to Montana. The Particularly in basketball, the tournaments in Washington are just... They're top-notch. The, the way that they do the arenas, the way that they schedule them, the logistics, all of it, it's just really, really good. So the next couple days, we will be preempted by this tournament coverage, but happy to have it, happy to have these schools uh, have the spotlight because uh, it's a lot of fun, and these WIAA championship tournaments are, are awesome. So that's what you'll see on SWX in the upcoming days. Montana Grizzlies have had more success against their rival than almost any other program in the Big Sky Conference. Under Travis DeCure, MSU is 14, UM, excuse me, is 14 and 2 against MSU. And the Grizzlies have had a lot of success against a lot of teams in the Big Sky. I mean, Coach Travis has been winning at about a 75% clip in this league for eight years. Tease for a little later on. Next week, I will have a profile all about Coach DeCure. It's not necessarily, we, we've profiled him before at Skyline Sports. It's not necessarily about his uh, background or, or sort of what makes him tick as much as it is about his status as the University of Montana men's basketball coach right now 
his reverence for history, his appreciation for the coaching tree that he comes from and has continued to accentuate and enhance. And uh, here we are, and Travis has been there for eight years, which is the lo- the tied for the longest tenure since Judd Heathcote left back in 1978. He's been there the same number of seasons as Mike Montgomery, the same number of seasons as Wayne Tinkle, and one less season or one more season, excuse me, than Blaine Taylor. Coach Secure has more wins than all of those guys at the University of Montana. The only guy that has more victories than Travis has been Jiggs Dahlberg, who the arena's named after. And you can also say that a lot of those guys, you know, especially in the 90s and early 2000s, they were scheduling a lot easier than Montana is now in the non-conference. So it makes it even more impressive that Coach Secure has won the number of games that he has a long time since I've been sitting in this office, and it's been far too long as well. If you know me, you listen to this show, you know I love history. One of the great places you can go observe history right in front of your face, University of Montana Men's Basketball Head Coaching Office. I'm here with Travis DeCure. This is our Grizz Star of the Week, our last one of the regular season. Boise starts next week. But, Coach, it's been a minute. It's been, uh, been a long time because of all these crazy times, and this has been the craziest time covering college basketball I could ever imagine. But it's good to be here. Thanks so much for being with us. Always a pleasure uh, to talk hoops, and uh, especially with you. So appreciate the opportunity. First and foremost, let's start with this last weekend. You guys played Montana State in town uh, for the rivalry, and that's what I wrote in my story for Skyline Sports. I said, hey, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's been nothing that's been anything like the University of Montana or Big Sky Conference basketball the last two years, but here we are finally, almost to March, and he had a great crowd on hand with the Cats in town, and you guys get another win over your rival. So uh, even for all of the ups and downs and the different streaks that have happened in the rivalry, Montana State still hasn't won in Missoula since 2010. So most have felt good to take care of business against your rival on Sunday. Always, always. Um, I, I, You know, what always makes it feel the best is when the fans show up and we always know that's a game we're gonna have a good crowd so i'm just grateful guys showed up and not only enjoyed the moment but performed Montana state a different situation for them too because they're in first place coming in here it's been a little bit since they've been in first place as well so we can talk all about just the, the rivalry in general there's so much passion behind it it's obviously a big game Sometimes I think it's a little bit too overplayed in terms of the paramount nature of your season because it is, even if it is a big game, it's still just one of 20 games as you go towards the Big Sky Conference. But more than anything, this was a win over the first place team in the league. So that actually probably has to be the thing you enjoy about it the most as a coach. Yeah, and, and you know, we're still playing for seeding. We, we had the bye locked in, but, you know, I think the, the thing is is that you always want to try to move as far up in the standings as possible, confidence, uh, matchups, things like that. Uh, and, and so there was still a lot going on uh, going into that game. Uh, but you're right. It, it, there is a buildup for the game. You know, both teams could be in last place. And the fans are going to show up and make a big deal out of it. Um, and, and I've seen some, some coaches in the past have good seasons but lose that game. And the sure. community not be very happy with them. So uh, it's always going to be a little bigger than maybe it should be. No doubt about it. Well, uh, on that note, it's been so hard to analyze this league because of just the sporadic nature of the schedule. You never really know who's playing who when everybody's at full strength or lack thereof. And so when you're talking about building the seating and, and sort of jacking position when the league tournament rolls around, how do you go about doing that? Because it seems like I don't know if we really know the best version. I mean, you've seen the best version of your team a couple times, but I think that you're trying to reharness that as well. So how do you sort of manage that element of it? Really, you just you just, you just go along for the ride. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, the tournament becomes a, a, an event of matchups, and that's why you see so many upsets, just like the NC2A tournament. 
Some teams match up with others better. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that might not be as talented that might have another team's number in, in terms of style of play or maybe they've got a certain player the other team just doesn't match up well with, things like that. So there, there's a lot of that, that that brings some strategy to it and also some luck. So for us, we're, we're just along for the ride and try to take care of business from our end, and we just kind of watch everybody else move around in the standings. Travis DeCure here with us on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. Let's talk about the general landscape of the league. You've been in the league now for eight years. What do you think of just the Big Sky Conference this year in general? Underrated. You know, I think the coaches probably don't get as much respect as they should, not only regionally but nationally. I, I, I think there's a lot of guys in, that have been in the Big Sky these last few years that do a phenomenal job. Look at Wyoming right now. Totally. And, you know, um, you... you, you it's, it's funny because guys have to win the league, go into the NCAA tournament and win a game uh, to be respected. And, and that's lightning in a bottle. That's all about matchups and things like that. And just because you win a game, you know, the third week of March doesn't make you a better coach than maybe someone that's in your conference that's done well with what they have. And there's guys that are still sort of making their way up the ranks in terms of coaching, in terms of proving it. I, I mean, I think Shane Burkhardt's doing a good job in Northern Arizona. He's got a really young team, no seniors. Danny Sprinkle, only in his third year at Montana State. Uh, David Riley, I think, has done a good job at, at Eastern Washington after his whole team leaves, and he still has a winning record in league play. So some of these guys are uh, up-and-comers, too, right? No question. And, and and then you look at longevity, too. Look at Southern sure. Utah and how they've yeah. built that program and what they've done, the, the pieces that they put together. Uh, and, and their ability to sit up in the top of the standings for two consecutive years after climbing. Uh, and it was a slow climb for them. So, you know, I, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, they say, right, in, in terms of how you play basketball, how you build a program. And you, you could build a pretty good story on a few coaches in this conference. Well, one of the other main storylines throughout college basketball has just been the, the transferring, the transfer portal. I mean, transferring has always been a part of Division One basketball, no question. But I think that the details are sometimes lost on people. It's not new that you can transfer. It's new that you can transfer and play right away. But this is a program that is a great example of that. Like, I'm sitting in your office looking at Martin Bruning. I remember watching Martin Bruning practice for a whole year. We got Ahmad Rory behind us, too. He's had to practice for a whole year, so actually has to learn you know, the system, the culture, all that stuff. Now, open free agency. You can go wherever you want. And there's this whole database where everybody can contact everybody at all times, which is pretty crazy. But that said, it is just the way that it is in college basketball. And you look at the big sky – I was looking at the stats yesterday. I think seven of the top 11 scorers in the league are transfers, guys that are new to the league. I mean, the league MVP last year, he left Eastern Washington, Tanner Groves, and went to Oklahoma. So it's a totally new frontier. Uh, but I guess a two-part question. What do you think of just this, this sort of evolution of the way that this has worked? But also, seems like if you do it right, transfers can have an impact, and they, it seems like some have had a positive impact on the league this year. Well, I've always believed that... Um... The, the, the transferring was advantageous to the game um, and, and to the student-athlete that may have made uh, a decision for the wrong reasons sure. and ended up in a bad situation. But the ability to go sit and learn a system, improve, work on your game, and be patient was important. And, and college basketball was better when transfers were sitting out. And, and if you look at Montana State and how they're built, all of those guys sat out. Right with the exception of, of Battle, who's actually a six-man and coming off the bench, so they're not built around a guy that did, was immediately eligible. Um, I, I think right now college basketball is suffering. There's a lot of teams out there underachieving with guys that have only been on that campus for eight, nine months. It's one thing when you've got five stars that are one and done on their way to the NBA, and they're just better than everyone in the country. But when guys leave schools, most of the time, 
um, they're, they're not getting what they were looking for. And a lot of times it's minutes. And, and so if, if a guy wasn't good enough for one location, just because he's transferring down or lateral doesn't mean he's going to turn the next one into a winner. So um, I, I think that there's some positivity to the ability for kids to move from one place to the other. I'm that guy. I've redshirted. Right. Um, but I do think that instant gratification is uh, a major issue for college athletics right now. Chris Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. University of Montana head men's basketball coach Travis Takir joining us. And Coach, let's talk about this upcoming weekend. Last two home games for your squad. You guys have been unbelievably good at home, 14-1 and uh, at Dahlberg Arena so far this year. You got Northern Colorado coming to town on Thursday and then an upstart Sac State team. Don't look now. Sac State was sitting in last place for the duration of the season. And now all of a sudden they've won three in a row, including some pretty impressive wins. They smacked Idaho by like 30 last week when Idaho was sort of the team that had that distinction as the hottest in the league. So first they'll start with the Bears. You mentioned matchups, and it seems like Northern Colorado, the way they play, you know, so many guards, so many threes, chase you off the three-point, all that stuff. It seems like it's always been an interesting matchup for your squad. So what do you think of Thursday's matchup against the Bears? No, they, they want to trade threes for twos. Um, I've always been known to trade twos for threes. <laughs> right. Um, I, you know, I, I think the percentages are what they are. But, you know, they're always dangerous because they're they're a threat to put a lot of points on the board in a hurry. And, and they can wipe out a 20-point lead like they did against Southern Utah. Uh, I believe it was eight, eight 17 point lead that they burnt in th- three minutes. Um or they can put you away quickly. Uh, and, and so they're always dangerous, uh, more so in transition than anything. Um, but, but, but at the same time, uh, they're a very confident group because they've got a lot of experience. And so that's a tough combination to get past. I, some games have gotten away from them, like us, and there's some similarities in that regard. Saturday will be the last home game here in Missoula, and I don't even know who's in what class anymore because of all this COVID stuff. I believe Freddie Brown, Scott Blakeney will celebrate their senior nights. Anybody else? Cameron Parker. And Cam Parker, okay. So very good. Well, first question, here's a side story for you. So Justin Angle, who's a professor, uh, University of Montana business professor here on campus, he comes on uh, every couple weeks to talk about just the overlay between business and sports. But his wife actually went to Mercer Island High School with you, I believe, and uh, she has this great story about the first time she ever met downtown Freddie Brown and how she was the first time she ever felt starstruck. For those that aren't old enough to remember downtown Freddie Brown, one of the great players on the Seattle Supersonics' only NBA championship team. Well, this is very cool. Now, here we are full circle. She told this story to me and Justin about the first time she's ever starstruck. Now the angles are going to the senior night for Freddie Brown the third with downtown Freddie Brown, who's his grandfather. So pretty awesome. I, I know Freddie Brown is a guy that, that Grizz fans, if you know, you know. But uh, that's a pretty cool connection. No question about it. Uh, you know, we always say the world is small, but yeah. definitely in athletics. Right. Um, and, you know, for Mercer Island to be such a small community uh, and have so many people spread out and crossing over in so many different places is, is amazing. This weekend is a paramount one. What do you want to see out of your team as you guys get ready for the Big Sky Tournament in Boise next week? Consistency. You know, I, I, I think you're at that point in time of the year where you still can get better and there still can be some growth. But I, I think at the end of the day, it's all about consistency right now on both sides of the ball. Um, attention to detail, uh, level of intensity, uh, competitiveness, things like that are, are what are going to win you these types of games in March. After the win on Sunday against Montana State, I heard from several coaches around the league that said, Montana looks pretty darn scary, but how do you harness that? How do you harness that going into next week? What do you think of just the, the outlook of the Big State Tournament? Because even though the seeds haven't really been decided, it seems like it's pretty dang wide open. No, there's no question. I you know, I said this, uh, that anyone, all, all 11 teams can go into this tournament and, and win a game or two. I think there's maybe 
six or seven teams that potentially could win the tournament. Totally. Um, and, and I think all of which need to find a way to get a bye. Um, I, I just don't know four in a row is just very difficult, it, but it, it can happen. You've seen it, right? UConn way back in the day. but And there's some teams that their style of play could do that in Portland State and Eastern Washington's style of play. Uh, are unique enough that they potentially could do that. But that's what's going to be fun about it is, you know, the biggest thing for us is is we just need to continue to challenge ourselves every day um, and, and not look back. And when we look back, that's when we have issues because of our lack of maturity at times. Chris Star of the Week with Travis Takir, head coach for the University of Montana men's basketball program. We'll have full coverage for you from Boise next week. So stay tuned for that. I'm sure Coach Travis will be with us as often as possible. So thanks so much for being here, Coach. Always a pleasure. There you go. Travis DeCure, eighth-year head basketball coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team. That's our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. They got a great sales going on right now. Spring almost on the horizons, coming around the door, coming around the bend. Go on down to Bob Ward's. Check out all of their gear, whether it's winter gear, spring gear, summer gear. They got you covered. How about some wings? We've been giving so many away every Wednesday, it seems like we haven't done any. But now we got a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. Keep it right here. All you got to do is listen and call. Wing it Wednesday from the Despo on the other side. Keep it right here. Nuanas now. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. One, two, three. Ron is now on ESPN Radio. If you know, you know. I've been talking about Dave Matthews Band so much on this show, I'm not going to waste any time doing it right now. Other than to say that I even got Tommy playing some DMB on the trail this afternoon. So what can I say? Influencing the local music scene here at Nuanas Now. Hope you're having a great afternoon. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on ESPN Radio. We're not on SWX today because the Class 1B state basketball tournament from Spokane Arena is being broadcast currently on SWX. That is uh, Washington State basketball, if you're wondering. We got a little Waterville versus Mossy Rock right now. So 1B, for those that are wondering, in uh, Washington is, is pretty akin to, to Class C schools. They're very small schools, but uh, always a lot of fun hoops. So that's what's on SWX. We're over here on ESPN. We'll be back on SWX and on ESPN, coming to you from Boise, Idaho next week. So very excited for that. We just wrapped up our T-51 
10th anniversary celebration here at ESPN Missoula, except we have one more interview for you because our main guy, Tommy Evans, was feeling a little under the weather last week when he was supposed to have his close-up. So he will lead off the second hour here in about 10 minutes. So look forward to that. Our uh, lead engineer here at Missoula Broadcasting Company and the guy that makes this show happen pretty much every day. So uh, look forward to chat with Tommy because if you know, you know. He's an awesome storyteller and uh, just one of the funniest guys on the radio. So look forward to having Tommy in here in just a minute. We gave you 10 wings every 10 minutes as part of Wing It Wednesday, 10th anniversary style over the last month. Now we're back to just the standard, but it's still a great prize. We have now 12 wings for you, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. The Despo, an awesome place for any and all sports watching pleasures. It's a great baseball bar. I'm not going to tease the baseball thing. We're going to go into that a little later on this week. What's going on? I mean, Rob Manfred, figure it out, dude. <laughs> got to figure it out. They're just ruining this whole thing. Well, I'm not, I, I can't. I can't right now. I'm not going to digress. You're here for the wings. You're here for the Despo. You can watch all sorts of cool sports of the Desperado, whether uh, the NHL playoffs is on the horizon. There's also, obviously, March Madness coming up as well. They have 36 new HDTVs. Brian and the boys just installed all those down there as well. So go check out the Despo even if you don't win. But right now, caller number 3, 406-888-888. 1029. That's 888 Call us right now. Call number three. We got a dozen wings. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's a wing at Wednesday like it has been for the duration of the last 10 years here on ESPN Radio. How about a little history lesson? If you've been following along, I can't really show you the book since we're not on TV today, but maybe you're watching on YouTube. I have this cool book, this 100 Greatest Sports Heroes that my mother gave me. But it's from circa 1954. So I've been going through it just page by page and uh, highlighting an athlete or two that maybe you'd never heard about or maybe you had but you hadn't thought of in a while or uh, maybe it's just too old for you to ever really have known anything about. Today, this is actually interesting. I used to have a a bunch of books like this and uh, one of said books was sort of in a similar vein, you know, great sports stars of yesteryear. And I remember the the one woman in the book that I was referring to. I can't remember the actual specific title, but it was this woman that I'm about to highlight in this book, Babe Diedrichson. Marvelous Mildred was her nickname. He she was one of the breakthrough female athletes ever. She was a multi-sport athlete. She played. Uh, she was an All-American basketball player back in the. 1930s into the into the 1940s, she was on the uh, Olympic squad for um, at track and field. She also was a champion golfer. She uh, had the best 72-hole score ever at the U.S. Open back in 1954, when she shot 251, 291, excuse me, and uh, she won the, the U.S. Open for women that year by a full 12 strokes. Babe Diedrichson, unfortunately, passed away at only the age of 42. So a shooting star, to be sure. But uh, all over the place, whether it was cycling, figure skating, diving, swimming, tennis, shooting, baseball, basketball, billiards. She played every single one of those at a high or even Olympic level. And certainly one of the most diverse athletes in American history 
And uh, once she got into the golf world, one of the great golfers and one of the great female golfers in the history of women's sports as well. So there you go. There's your history lesson for the day. Babe Diedrichson. We'll keep giving you history lessons. The next one, this one everybody's going to know about. <laughs> this is probably the least of the uh, revelatory or educational ones we'll get to. Joe DiMaggio will be our next history lesson. The Yankee Clipper. One of the uh, most, how do you say, an athlete steeped in lore more than almost anyone in American history for a variety of reasons. So we'll learn a little bit more about Joe DiMaggio next time we do a little history lesson. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Tommy Evans, origin stories about this here radio show, plus probably some stories about burning down a house or, you know, killing somebody's dog. I don't know. You never know what you're going to get with Tommy, but I promise you it's going to be funny. Keep it right here for some laughs. It's ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.